Hi friends, and welcome to the Be Nourished podcast, where we talk about the nourishing things in life, relationships, food, jobs, dreams, and everything in between. My friend Laura Jo joins me on the podcast today to share her experience of having to leave a job that ended up being super toxic for her and her husband and really putting their whole hearts into renovating an Airstream that they call Penelope. So darling. And the renovations they have done are so beautiful. But we talk about how really it was kind of a renovation like from the inside out, meaning not just to Penelope, but also to them because they really were in such a toxic situation that they had to decompress and they used Penelope as a way to do that. So enjoy this story. It's really a special one. Okay. Well, hi, Larjo. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks so much for having me. This is such a thrill, and you you have such a unique story. I'm super pumped to talk about it. You're the first person I've interviewed that's doing what you're doing, so this is really cool. This is exciting. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to get into it. Yes. Okay, so introduce yourself. Okay, so my name is Laura Joe, which is actually a double name. <laughs> um, a lot of Joe is technically my middle name, but I've gone by Laura Joe for um, a really long time now. Um, and that can be kind of confusing for people because I <laughs> yeah. think a lot of people think that I'm that's like my last name. No um, way. When I really? Myself. Yeah. I work in customer service and people are like, I introduce myself <laughs> as Larjo and um, they're like, oh, hey, Laura, like, thanks for helping. I have a, qu- I have a question. That's hilarious. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't have that's even fine. thought of that. That's uh, too funny. Wow. Yeah. So. My name is Laura Joe. I um I grew up in Farmville, Virginia, which is not a joke. Um, <laughs> has nothing to do with the Facebook game, just oh, total right. coincidence. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We my family moved there when I was like six, um, for my dad's job, and so I grew up there my whole life. Um, but my family is from the Nashville, Tennessee area. Um, so my husband Taylor and I ended up back in this area. We moved back here about a year and a half ago. Um, I am an Enneagram four. Oh, yes. I, I am. Um, that. So that essentially means that I am my feelings. Ah, yes. yes. <laughs> um, I feel things very big. Like if I'm happy or if I'm sad, like I've, I just feel things very deeply, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's kind of like my personal goal, and Enneagram 4's personal goal is to find my personal significance mm-hmm. in life, um, and to create, like, beautiful things around them, mm-hmm. so it's funny, when I first found out about the Enneagram, I was really excited about it, and then when I found out I was a 4, I was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> I am a butt crack of the Enneagram. Yeah. Like, no, no, that's how I'm I feel about mine. so upset. I was no, like, <laughs> that's how I feel about mine. I'm a 1, and I'm like, I'm for sure the worst. I'm the one who's like criticizing everyone, bossing everyone around, everyone hates me, and they're like, why can't she loosen up? That's how I feel about mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think everyone, I think it's like a harsh, like, kind of ultimate like yeah. acceptance it's just like everyone I guess thinks maybe their number is like the worst when they yeah. first learn about it um but I'm a big Enneagram fan I think that it's um I feel like it's very compassion based and yeah. there's there's wonderful things about each number and um, really honest you know not great things about yep. every number <laughs> so um 
Yeah, my New Year four, let's see. I um, am obsessed with dogs. I have a golden retriever named Hobbs. And he is so cute. Um, what? He is so darn cute. <laughs> oh my gosh. He, Taylor and I literally just stare at him sometimes. <laughs> We're so creepy. We just, like, he'll be laying on the couch and we just stare at him because he's just so cute. Um, yeah, I'm obsessed with dogs. I love plants. I'm obsessed with you know, all things thrifting. I um, am a lover of breakfast food and Mexican food. Those oh, are yeah. my jam. Um, yeah, that's kind of just the basics. <laughs> I love it. You know, and I am about to, I'm about to tell a story about you, Laura Jo, that I was not planning <laughs> to tell, but I'm about to tell it. So oh, when no. we were, we went to undergrad together and we pledged the same, it's called sorority for everyone else in the world, but when you go to private <laughs> school, it's called a, what did we call it? A social club? Social club. Right. Yeah. LOL. So, um, we pledged the same one and I want to say we pledged the same year cause I transferred it. Um, yes. So yep. I was a year behind. So we were at one of the little mixer things. I don't even know if you remember this. This is hilarious that I remember this. Oh God. <laughs> this is like one of the top stories I have of you. I don't know why. Um, anywho, and so we were all sitting at a table in the student center, and you were sticking a pin up your nose. Do you remember this? <laughs> oh my gosh. It was like one of your fun facts or something, because, you know, everybody's trying to sound impressive, and we're all trying to be really cool because we want to get in this club, and there's Laura Jo sticking a pin up her nose. I don't know. I think you were trying to make oh yourself sneeze. <laughs> Sneeze. Yeah, yeah, and and I remember it being like you couldn't get it, so you were like oh really gosh. working for it. And I just remember being like, "Is is her nose gonna bleed? Like, is she? Because I don't feel like I really knew you at that point, not well enough." And I was like, oh, no. yeah, "Is she no, gonna?" I, I'm surprised anyone was my friend after that. You're probably like, "Yeah, that's gonna be a no for oh, me it's on this one." Oh my gosh, I just remember that so well, mostly because I was like really thought you were gonna make your nose bleed. And I was oh concerned for you. And for some what reason, a, I've not forgotten. Uh, what a dummy. Yeah, I just, you know, I'm a weirdo. Oh I guess gosh. you could throw that at, like, just No, it's perfect. Weirdo. It's perfect. It was hilarious. I thought it was so funny, and I probably will never forget that story. And we both made it in, by the way, so clearly it worked. I didn't have anything cool to do, so I don't know what got me in. But anyway, that was hilarious. So you mentioned oh. that you guys are back in Nashville. But yes. you guys spent a period of time elsewhere working jobs that were super tough. And mm-hmm. you shared a little bit on Instagram about your experience, you guys' experience of like going through that process and realizing that it wasn't, wasn't what you wanted and kind of like taking a shift in your life. So can you share with us a little bit about your experience in that place? Yeah, for sure. So when Taylor and I got married, he's a year younger than I am, so I kind of had to wait around for him um, to graduate school. And right after he graduated, we got married, which was May of 2015. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we lived in Nashville for a very brief period of time. It was like a month and a half or so. And then we actually moved to Somerville, South Carolina. Mm. We had kind of decided before we got married that we were just going to move somewhere random. We, we literally printed out a map of the United like a blank map of the United States and just kind of were like, okay, let, let's just pick a state. Wow. Um, yeah, because we, we, he grew up in Nashville <clears throat> his whole life. And, you know, I grew up in the same place my whole life. So we were just kind of like, you know, let's we're young, like, we don't, we don't really have, like, any obligations, like, let's just 
go somewhere different and experience, you know, Mm -hmm. something totally new. So we decided on South Carolina and he got a job as a youth minister there. Um, and I, I majored in speech pathology actually. Um, but I was never really, um, passionate about it. I guess Mm -hmm. you could say it was, you know, I liked it well enough to graduate from school, right? but I was never, I didn't really feel like that was ever going to be my thing, Mm -hmm. if you will. I'm kind of a free spirit, so it was hard for me to ever commit to, you know, a job that I would do for the rest of my life. Yeah. So we just, he majored in um, family and youth ministry, and so he got a job there. And so we moved to South Carolina at the end of July. So we got married in May, lived in Nashville during that summer, and then moved to Somerville at the end of July and started August 1st at this church. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, I it was kind of one of those things, I think you know how this goes, it was kind of one of those things where like he was the one on the payroll, but I was sort of expected to, yeah. you know, partner in that with out of patient. Yeah. Um, for sure. So that was kind of the situation, which I was totally fine with. I, I love teenagers and I was completely on board with that. Um, so I just got a random job at, um, actually an electric company, which oh. is hilarious. And <laughs> random. Um, I was just like the receptionist. So, um, not to say that like a receptionist is not a valid job. I don't mean no, to say sure. like just the receptionist, but for me it was just kind of like a fill-in job. Sure. Since I was, um, you know, participating in the youth ministry with him, so we started August the first, and the next six months actually ended up being some of the worst of my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we so. When we moved to South Carolina, it was eight and a half hours away from all of our friends and family. Uh, we just got married. We had, he had just graduated. It was all just like this new fast thing that was happening. Yeah. And when we moved, my parents were both actually really sick. My mom had gotten um, something called C. diff, hmm. which I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's a bacterial no. disease that just makes you really, really sick, mm. um, and it's kind of hard to get rid of. And then my dad had actually been diagnosed with melanoma mm. the same summer. Gosh. So they were both pretty sick when we left, which was really heartbreaking for me. So it was hard to, like, move, you know, eight and a half hours away. My, my parents were sick. So right. that kind of led into this this sort of, um, dark (laughs) six months of our lives. Um, my month after we moved to Somerville, my grandfather passed away Mm -hmm. to the day pretty much. Um, and then 60 days later, actually my grandmother passed away. Oh, wow. Um, so we had to, within the first like two months of moving, we had to come back for two funerals. Mm. Um, and then about the time that we got back from my grandmother's funeral, um, things started declining really, really quickly, um, at the church. Mm. Um, we sort of, um, realized pretty quickly that, um, there were just a lot of issues, um, and that, um, there was just a lot of internal, I guess, things that we didn't know about really when we like signed on. Yeah. Um, 
and there were a couple of like people within the church that it became very clear very quickly that um they did not want us there Mm. and so it became this um kind of downhill trajectory of us experiencing a lot of it was essentially just a downhill trajectory of being treated really poorly I'll say that yeah um so we were kind of dealing with all of that it was there was kind of this big blow up we had only been there for three months you know at this point and so it was kind of like to us it was like this huge shock because we had just moved our whole lives, you know, down to do this job. And we were already experiencing some really heavy pushback. Um, and so that kind of happened in the fall of that year, um, and kind of went through the holidays. And then in January of that following year, um, our friend Blake from Harding um, passed away as well. So, um, within the first six months we experienced three deaths and, um, a loss of a job. I had had a different job that I lost before I started working at as a receptionist that, um, to, you know, was a huge hit for me because it just kind of wrecked my self-esteem. And, um, and then we had this whole thing kind of blow up with the church. And so it just, it turned into the type of thing where we essentially we stayed we stayed in this job for about a year and a half wow um that was about as long as we could as we could stand and um by the time we left we actually both were like suffering from severe anxiety um, and depression and had both gained about 30 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, we were, I was experiencing like chest pains, you know, it became like very, um, physical for us, the yeah. amount of stress we were, um, going through and, you know, it just ended up being a pretty unhealthy and toxic environment for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but we loved, you know, we loved our kids and we wanted to be there for them and, Um, you know, they had had some other youth minister turnaround. And so we were trying to stay for the kids and, Mm -hmm. uh, put ourselves, I think through maybe more than we should have. Um, so by the time we left, we were just kind of emptied. Um, so that was kind of what led us to Nashville, Mm -hmm. um, is that, you know, we, we kind of anticipated to be in this youth ministry position for, um, you know, three to five years or so. Yeah. And then, you know, three months in, it was kind of like, oh, this mm-hmm. is, this is not going to be like yeah. what we thought. So, which I think is so, I mean, I don't know. I think this is really important. And this is why I wanted you to share this part of y'all's story because not only, like, it's hard enough to move your life when you're young and, and trust that the job that you're moving your life for will be what you think it is. I even have a little, I, I'm not going to say the word PTSD because to me that feels very dramatic. I have a little, like, um, I don't know, hesitancy or caution when it comes to jobs because I have put myself on the line for a job that ended up not being what it, it said it was. And it's happened to me more than once. And so there is this sense of, like, I don't know if I can trust the system or whatever you want to call it anymore. And that can be very anxiety and panic inducing. And so the fact that you guys moved 
you know, and you had this expectation and hope that it would be something great. And then you get there and you realize really quickly that it's not. And not only do you decide to stay, but you have to figure out what are we supposed to do now? And, you know, you add on top of that church, which is already very messy and complicated. And it just adds a whole, a whole thing. So I just, I applaud you guys because I think it's not easy in any job to say, to, to deal with the realization that this is not what you thought it was, but Mm -hmm. then add church on that. And then like you're in a different state. And so all of that is very complicated. And I just applaud you guys for deciding to leave because I think that a lot of people can get stuck in that and they end up doing that their whole lives because they don't know what else to do. And so I don't know, leaving may not sound like, like, I don't know, that may sound weird, but I just think it's really good that you guys recognized it for what it was and you decided to get out. Right. Yeah, it, it, it was, it was such a, it was such a hard time for us and especially so early on in our marriage, like it was just kind of like, Oh, (laughs) cool. Yeah. It was very much like, okay. Uh, cool. Uh, (laughs) not what I thought, but okay. Uh, cool. Um, so it was just, it was very much like we, it felt like we only kind of got that sweet spot there in Nashville for like a month and a half after we got back from our honeymoon. And then for the next two years, I mean, honestly for us, like it, it was, it was dark. It was, it was a hard, and that's not to say like, don't get me wrong. Like there were a lot of really good moments. There were good people. There were, we had some beautiful relationships with, um, our kids there and had, you know, we had really good friends there as well. We had a couple, two couples that we were really close to, mm-hmm. um, that were pivotal for us during that time. Um, that, you know, so there was, it's not that like, you know, the entire thing was just like, we were, you know, miserable, sure. but it was, it definitely the bad outweighed the good for sure while we were there. And it was just this constant battle, like you said, of like, okay, how, how much do we take? Like how, how much, um, at what point do we have to take care of ourselves? Um, rather than, you know, like think of other people. And I know that sounds sort of like harsh, But for us at the time, it was, we were literally becoming unhealthy, you know, both like physically and emotionally and mental. It was just very, um, you know, constantly having that conversation of like, we love these kids. We want to be there for them. We want to like try to stick this out. Um, and also, you know, looking at the counter and seeing anxiety pills, you know, it's just like kind of that constant back and forth of, you know, feeling guilty almost you know to to come to the point where it's like okay I I, we have to go you know um so it was really it was just a really hard mix and um there were just a lot of things that happened there was a lot of hurt there were a lot of things said and it just kind of like you said throwing in like you know I grew up my dad's a preacher so like I grew up in the, the church my whole life and so kind of having this experience um with the church was just, it just really threw me. So yeah, things ended pretty badly, um, there and we, you know, packed up our stuff and moved to Nashville. Mm-hmm. And when things ended at the church, we, we had kind of just like, I think it was, I don't honestly know. I can't like pinpoint a time 
when the whole Airstream idea came about. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like, I I had been really interested in like minimalism and tiny living. Mm -hmm. I, when we lived in a house, I was like, pretty much every month I would like grab Taylor and be like, okay, we're going to purge this Saturday. (laughs) Like we're going to, we're going to go through every closet. We're going to go through every, I was like, I wasn't obsessed, but I was, I was very, it like was a thrill for me. Yeah. (laughs) It was an exciting Saturday (laughs) to go through every drawer in my kitchen and get rid of stuff. Um, And so I knew that I was interested in, you know, that kind of thing as far as like minimalism and, and, and wanting kind of smaller, a smaller space. Um, enough space to have, you know, people in my home because I love to host people and share meals and things like that. But I, I just never, I never felt like I wanted to have like a big house or a lot of things. I just, that's yeah. just kind of not my style. Mm-hmm. And so I, I guess just honestly, Instagram, like, man, you can get so many good ideas from I Instagram. know. It's so true. And yeah, it's just, I think at some point I came across um, an Instagram account of this couple that lived in an Airstream and just like traveled around the country and um, did freelance work. And I think I was just like, oh, like, <laughs> this this is a good idea. Like I, I just, I think in my mind I was like, man, this, this seems like kind of how I mentioned before, I'm a free spirit. So I was like, man, the idea of like working remotely and traveling the country in like a small home on wheels, like that sounds like a dream. (laughs) Um, So of course, followed, followed them on Instagram and, and just kind of more and more was like, man, I I wonder if like Taylor would be on board for like, you know, trying to do something like this. Mm -hmm. And I, I guess at some point just approached him about it and he was 100% into it. It was just, it was totally, it was not like I had to convince him or anything. He was totally on board. So I think, you know, like I said, I can't really like remember the the pinpoint, but I think we just kind of started to put that on the back burner Uh of, of, you know, maybe at some point in our future, we can, pursue this you know kind of lifestyle because at that time we didn't know we didn't know how long we would be at the church things were bad but we didn't know if like we would try to stick it out for two two years three years whatever Mm -hmm. and so it's kind of on the back burner Mm -hmm. well when things you know came to an end at the church taylor was like let's let's go for it like let's look let's start looking for an airstream i mean this seems like a good time with us moving back to nashville and of course it is expensive to live in Nashville. Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) It is not cheap. Um, No. And so it kind of, it it felt like the right move, you know, to to go ahead and try to get the Airstream to renovate it since we were going to be moving to a new state. So he started looking on Craigslist and found this guy in Memphis and we started saving up hardcore. He was Ubering you know, every second he he got, and I was still working my full-time job, and all this kind of stuff, and so we lived with some friends in Somerville until the end of the summer, and when we moved to Nashville, we were, we, we stayed with my parents, and um, about a week after we moved here, we took a trip to Memphis and bought an Airstream. Oh my gosh! (laughs) Did you guys already know her name at that point, or did you come up with that later? 
I, you know, we have been talking about it for a while, and I think it was probably actually right before we went and got the Airstream that we had decided on Penelope. Okay. Um, <laughs> we had gone through kind of a bunch of names, but yeah, we we took the trip. We we bought it in cash. It was it was it was a big moment. I still have a um, little clip on my phone mm-hmm. that's like eight seconds long of me literally just squealing like it's the day we picked her up it's just me like squealing it's super obnoxious nobody would ever want to listen to it but for me it was like an important memory yeah um well I think it's too I mean I think it's like very I'm not I just feel very emotional over here because the reason is (laughs) you know you guys are in this terrible situation and then you have this idea and it's kind of like the light at the end of your tunnel. Like, I don't know how long we're going to be here, but our hope and our dream is to get this Airstream and we have more life to live after this. Like, no matter right. how long we're stuck in this terrible situation, there is life for us. It is coming. We can get it. You know, you have to have that in order to get through something. So you have Penelope on your mind. And then when it ends abruptly and you didn't expect it and blah, 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 and it's over. And then you go and you get Penelope. And then, which we'll get into this in a minute, but I know that it has required some, you know, attention. And some uh-huh. renovation. And I yes. think, I don't know, I just, maybe this is the therapist in me, but it feels full circle for you guys to kind of renovate Penelope as a way to maybe process what you experienced. You know, going through that physical labor of having to make her ready for your dream. I don't know. I'm being a therapist, but it just, it feels really cool that you had her at the end of your tunnel, you got her, and then you kind of went through the process of making her new. As you guys were made new. Okay, I'm going to stop. But that is like, oh, no, I just couldn't. You're spot on. <laughs> no, I mean, you're totally right. It's, it's very, it's exactly what you said. Like, it was very metaphorical for us. Like, it was, um, it very much felt like we were being renovated at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> renovating yeah. Penelope was, um, definitely renovating ourselves in the, in the process. That sounds so cheesy. And I hated the way that that came out of my mouth. <laughs> no, but but <it's> true. <laughs> it was, it was very true. It was like, we needed a lot of tender love and care after yeah. our experience in ministry. And so did the airstream. Yeah, so absolutely. no, you're spot on. I absolutely. mean, you well done. You're a thank great you. therapist. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, or just, I have a knack for cheesy metaphors. I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> So when you picked up Penelope, what kind of shape was she in? I mean, where was she at? Yeah, so honestly, not as bad as a lot of Airstreams. Um, A lot of Airstreams have to be, like, completely gutted. Um, Just just depending on how old they are. I mean, they they have brand new Airstreams, really, that you can, you know, just buy off the market for 50 grand or whatever. Um, But ours was was not in terrible shape. the we didn't have a floor oh so it, there was only subfloor in the like middle of the air so the way that just to give like a visual mm-hmm. the way that penelope is you walk into the door and it's essentially just living room mm-hmm. um and then there's like this very skinny ha- hallway and on the right is our kind of booth area where we sit and eat on the left is our kitchen counter sink situation um, and as you go through the hallway, the bathroom's on the right, and then our bed is in the back. Okay. So there was only subfloor in the middle section. So only where the bathroom was and a little bit of the hallway. Gotcha. 
so she literally, I mean, when we picked, like, you could see the grass, like, the grass. (laughs) Cool. Um, And she, well, someone had started, the nice thing was that there was another family that was, had started sort of renovating a little bit in the sense that, like, the the walls were fine and the, you know, the ceiling and everything like that was, we didn't have to gut it. Sure. Um, But we did have to do, like, the, there was black mold in the bathroom. Like there oh, were no. recluse spiders just dead everywhere. Everything was kind of piled in the airstream. When we um, picked her up, it was you couldn't walk through because it was just everything that used to be attached, like counters and and things like that, were just kind of there. Wow. Um. So, and. I don't know. I don't know how much anybody knows about old airstreams or anything like that. But I know nothing. So <laughs> this, this style, it's there was none. There was, <laughs> in my opinion, like so we literally. I mean, we the first step was just to clean everything out, um, get rid of like you know, do a bug bomb and get rid of all the spiders and things mm-hmm. like that. And then we just started to rip things out. Like we had, there were upper cabinets that we ripped out. There were just random things that we just had to rip out. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the hard thing, this is probably one of the hardest things was just that, you know, we, we saved up to buy her and then we were both literally working at coffee shops. And right. so right. <laughs> renovating is not cheap. It's, right. it's, very not cheap and especially when you're having to do something like an airstream that does not have nothing is square mm. nothing I mean with the rounded walls and I mean it's oh, it yeah. just makes everything so much more complicated that's true I didn't think about that yeah it's it, absolutely nothing it, like you think something I can't tell you how many times we've been like oh yeah this should only take us like an hour and a half oh, and no. then three <laughs> days later you know here we are yes so we were pouring all of our money into renovating. We we parked on my parents' property and pouring all of this money into renovating her and only being able to do so much at a time, you know. Sure. Um, and I kind of, in my brain, was like, oh, like, this will be done in, like, six months, you know, <laughs> Well, here we are a year and a half later <laughs> and uh, still renovating the bathroom. So, oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, I mean, but it's been, it's been so it's definitely been one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. Yeah. Um, but it's also been so good. Well, and it's beautiful. It's been amazing to watch it transform. Yeah. It's, it's Um, beautiful, which there's, we'll get to this at the end, but there is, you guys have an Instagram and everybody has to go see it because just, it's so pretty. I mean, it's so pretty because it is such a small space, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. I watch these shows with tiny living and blah, blah, blah. And it's amazing to me how you can still create such beauty in such a small spot. You know, even though you don't have a lot to work with, you can still make things look so cute and it's, it's seriously so cute. Thank you so much. It's, it's, it's definitely a process. It's very much like the you have to be very intentional about this space because it is so limited. There's a lot of, 
things that you use in everyday life are out. Like you have, you have to figure out essentially like a beautiful way to display things that you use because there's only so much storage space. So oh, like yeah. we have jars on our, you know, kitchen counter that have pasta and cereal and, you know, sugar and things like that because we only have so much space in our little pantry. So it's like mm. you have to figure out ways to display things. We have like an open shelf that has, you know, things that we use daily. And it's kind of, it's, for me, it's been such a fun challenge because I love kind of, um, design to an extent and styling and, and, you know, that mixed with minimalism, it's been just such a fun challenge for me to figure out the things that we actually love Mm -hmm. and the things that we actually use and to only have those things. Um, and don't get me wrong. I'm obsessed with target just as much as the next girl. Oh yeah. But when I go to target now, like I, here's my process. I go in, I, everything that I think I kind of, I like, and I'm tempted to get, I put it in my cart and I walk around. And when I make my loop, I come back and, nine times out of 10, I put more than half of it back Yeah, because it's, you know, it's that process of like, okay, if I get this, I have to specifically have a place to put it Yeah, because I can't just, I just can't get everything that I think is cute and just figure it out later. Like when I buy things, I have to be like, okay, this is going to go in this specific spot. This is going to go in this specific spot. So for me, it's been a really, really fun challenge to be more of an intentional um, consumer, I guess Mm -hmm. you could say. Yeah. Um, And also figure out how to make things beautiful and, and functional. That's, (laughs) that's the key in an airstream, especially is it has to be, it can't just be beautiful. It has to be functional. Yeah. I really Um, like that mindset. Yeah. It's really fun. (laughs) Yeah. I really like that mindset. I think it's, I mean, I obviously, I think that'd be good for everyone. I'm just sitting here thinking of, I'm like looking at my bookshelf, like I don't need half of these books, but you know, (laughs) and so much of that is going around right now. Everybody's really into that, but I do, I like the intentionality behind it. I'm trying to do that with food, not so much with things, but I think if you, if you raise your awareness of what you're doing, then everything kind of just falls into place. I think so much of mm-hmm. our problem, and me included, is that we just kind of do stuff and we don't realize necessarily what we're doing because we fall into a pattern of behavior and blah, blah, blah. And I like what you said about, you know, it has to have function and beauty. It can't just be one or, you know, it can't just be beautiful mm-hmm. and pretty and cute for me to display. It has to have a purpose or else there's no room. There's literally no right. room. There's there's actually no room. <laughs> do you guys have a coffee thing? Like, how, do you drink coffee? So I have actually never been much of a coffee drinker. Oh, okay. um, I am. I drink coffee actually more now than I ever have, just because Taylor is really passionate about coffee. Okay. Um, that's kind of one of his hobbies that he's really uh, interested in. He's very into kind of how coffee comes about and is produced, and you know, third wave coffee type of stuff. And yeah. so. I've learned a lot from him and I learned a lot from actually working at a coffee shop. And so I can, I enjoy a good black coffee now. Whereas before I was like, I honestly didn't know what a mocha was. I yeah. just, I never, I, that's how like, I've never really drank coffee before. Gotcha. Um, and so for that, it, we have, we definitely have a coffee setup that he'll, you know, he likes to grind his own beans and all that kind of stuff. So we have that, um, but we don't have it like out. We don't okay. have, you know, it's, I have 
just spots for everything like and it's usually in a basket that's usually the best way to kind of keep everything functional is like all of our coffee stuff is in this one basket in this one cabinet um kind of thing I love the container store that's like one of my it's been (laughs) an unreasonable amount of time the container store I know it is weirdly fast it's like very satisfying container oh yeah. It is my, oh my gosh, I, <laughs> it's amazing. I, yeah, that's one of my, I just love to have, like, think, like, I love to have a jar for everything. I love to have a, a basket for everything, or, or I love to label things, just kind of, like, yes. I'm such a, I'm very, I'm a nerd when it comes to organizing. Like, I understand. Totally, totally my jam. The Marie Kondo thing, I'm all about it. Like, yes, I just love that kind of stuff. So it's, it's been really the renovation was was really really hard um and continues to be hard but it's been it's been really cool to watch something come to life that we've literally built yes it yeah well and it's cool on the outside I mean obviously I'm not doing all the renovating but it's really fun to watch your process of getting things done and you know slowly but surely because you guys are officially living in it now right we are yeah we moved in this past August so exciting and has it been really is it has it been as fun as you thought it would be Yes and no. It's 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 a little complicated right now just because the the place that we're parked right now is not super it's not equipped to Oh yeah. power it the way it's supposed like some people who travel in airstreams boondock a lot so they have like solar power and things they have solar panels that they use to like keep everything running smoothly mm-hmm. um and for us we're we are like I said we're parked on my parents property and so we uh, the land is not equipped to power everything that we need the way it's supposed to and sure. all of that kind of stuff so there have been like a lot of challenges as far as water and electricity goes just because we're not parked at like an RV park right um where there's a 30 amp so right it's been challenging in that sense yeah I can imagine what this might be a dumb question but like what do you do how do what how do you get what do you do yeah so we're we're connected to essentially to my parents electricity so so we're connected kind of through their garage essentially they have a really big like plot of land in the back so we're essentially plugged in their their garage um and so we're able to power things like we have lights and you know we have a microwave that works um our stove and our oven is gas and so we use propane for that and then with our water and things like that we we just essentially we dump it like we have like a tank Mm -hmm. um that our we have like a black tank and a gray tank and that's like dishwater and shower water. And then it's like toilet stuff. Gotcha. <laughs> all, of the, all of the unmentionable. Yes. <laughs> that's kind of for that. We just end up like dumping it. Okay. So um, that's kind of our temporary solution for now um, because this is, we're planning on traveling next year full time. And so we're kind of just in this in-between period Yeah. Um, for now. Yeah. So talk to us about the traveling because that's so exciting. That's the ultimate goal, right? So what are you guys going to yes. do? Yes, for sure. That has always kind of been the ultimate goal was to travel full time. Um, so... Obviously, as I mentioned, it's taken a little bit longer than <laughs> we thought to get everything um, together. But 
we're kind of finally we're still like I said we're still kind of working on our bathroom that's been the hardest part of our reno is the bathroom just Mm because it was probably in the worst shape and we had to redo our entire shower and um put in a whole new toilet and we're gonna have to replace our cabinet and countertop and all that kind of stuff so that's been a whole mess and then you add plumbing into that and it's just it's an issue so um once that's kind of our main thing that we're working on now to we're essentially just prepping right now to to get ready to travel travel our goal is to to take off in January of 2020 Mm -hmm. um and we're hoping to just be able to work remotely Taylor actually just launched a videography um that he yeah he's a mate definitely definitely everyone go follow him too because he's he's super amazing um so he just launched a videography business and then I've got a few options as well just with the job I have now and then there's kind of some other things that I'm hoping will pan out but we're hoping to just kind of work remotely and just take a cross-country trip so our plan is to kind of be on the road full-time for about nine or ten months Mm -hmm. so we'll take off in January and we're just headed out west we'll kind of we'll probably go down through Texas and up just kind of the entire west coast like I've I've never been to the west coast I've only I think the farthest I've been is Texas and Colorado like yeah um so Uh, we're gonna go you know through Nevada and Arizona California Utah Montana Wyoming just we're gonna see all of that and just kind of take our time going through and kind of work our way back and probably come back to Nashville um probably like early November I would say just to kind of be back for the holidays but yeah I mean we're we're just hoping to kind of go everywhere (laughs) that is so exciting I am so pumped for you guys because I've never been, I mean, we're going to Wyoming and Idaho and all that for our year anniversary, but we, I've never been past Colorado. I mean, that's the farthest uh, I've been. So yeah, that's, yeah, same. the West is super exciting to me. I don't know that we'll ever, I don't know if I could ever get my husband in an Airstream. Maybe, <laughs> but we'll have to do something. Yeah. We'll have to travel out there. Cause I hear it's, I hear it's amazing. So that is so oh, exciting. Sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm so pumped like that. And especially because at this point we finally have like a, a, you know, a goal of when we're actually going to leave for a long time. It was just kind of like, all right, like we'll travel, you know, as soon as we get it done type of thing. And now it's kind of like we have this goal that we're working towards. We're saving to get a truck to pull it and um, trying to kind of finish up all of the the things that have kind of (laughs) been waiting to be finished um, so that we can get her ready to to move out. That is so fun. You guys, that is so exciting. What a life. Oh. I'm pumped. I'm so pumped. <laughs> yes. Okay. That is so, that's amazing. I can't wait to see. Well, tell us real quick where we can find you because we're going to talk about what's nourishing you now, but tell us where we can find you and Taylor and all the things. Yeah, for sure. So my personal Instagram is Laura Joe three. It's very, very simple. <laughs> um, and then Taylor, uh, his videography is Taylor Preventure video. Okay. Um, and then anything Airstream related, you can find at Preventure, which is spelled P-R-O-V-E-N-C-H-E-R underscore adventure. Awesome. And that's where we post all things renovation and kind of just, I post a lot of, a lot of honest thoughts about yeah. <laughs> all the things. Yeah, I love it. And I'll for sure put those in the show notes, but yes, that is where you can find them. They're so cute and little Hobbsy is there too. And he's adorable. That's true. Just adds to the fun. 
I love it. Okay, so what is nourishing you now? Which this has got to be good because, you know, renovation. I cannot imagine. I am not one of those people that likes to renovate. I'm like, nah. So what is nourishing you now? Yeah, so um, I would say number one is a book called Am I There Yet? by Mm. Marie Andrew. Oh, I haven't heard of it. It is just the best book. It's, she's she's an illustrator, so she uses watercolors to create these little illustrations and pairs them with very just, like, real-life things. So Ooh. it's really – it's kind of hard to describe, but she, you should definitely follow her on Instagram. It's just, like, she'll, she'll po- kind of post just things that everybody – thinks at one point about you know adulthood or where you should be at in your life or just random things like breakups and disappointments and all of this kind of thing but she pairs them with these really beautiful illustrations mm-hmm. and it's just making me it's one of those books that makes you like oh yes like yeah. I'm not alone like <laughs> it kind of is one of those books where you feel like someone is putting your thoughts onto a page and makes you feel less alone. Yeah. So I've been, I've been reading that book pretty much every night before bed and it just, it warms my heart. Mm. Um, and then let's see also. (laughs) So Taylor and I lived in Honduras last summer and I have never (sighs) liked avocados. I just, I understand that everyone else is kind of all about them, but I have just (laughs) never liked them. But when we lived in Central America last year, I, learn to like avocados and so oh. now I am just on this avocado <laughs> so funny just by themselves or like with something yeah else? just by okay. themselves not not really on anything just I like to just cut them up and add some salt and just yeah. eat them as a snack and yeah. I I know I'm super late to the game but <laughs> that's kind of I mean I hear they're healthy fats so I they feel are. like that that counts as nourishing me yes um and then I guess just outside of that kind of just um, creating this home is nourishing me. Like just making it our own and finding, you know, the little treasures that make it, you know, I've always want people to walk into our home and feel number one, like they're safe. And number two, that it's like warm and cozy. And number three, that it feels like us. And so Mm. kind of being on this journey of finding all the little treasures and, you know, just the, the little things that make your home, your home. And and that for me is really nourishing to me. Like I love, we just found a really beautiful rug at the flea market and Mm. it's, it's perfect and we love it. And it just, that kind of thing, finding those treasures that you feel like make your home a home yeah. has been really, that brings me life. That's life-giving for me. Yeah. Oh, I'm just so darn proud of you guys. I mean, I think, <laughs> really, and I, I don't know, I just think, ugh, like creating this life from something that, I don't know, I just think so many people are handed things in life and they just succumb to them, you know, whether it's what they expected or it's bad or whatever, they just don't know what to do, so they just stay and they just get stuck Mm -hmm. and I just love that you guys have turned it on its head and you've created something beautiful and now you have this life that you're living and you're going to go travel and it's like amazing and I know there's been hard things, I know that it's not been perfect and I know you've been honest with that on your Instagram, like renovation is hard and it's not what you guys thought it would be for this either, but... I just, I admire your willingness to keep going when it doesn't look like you thought or it's taking longer than you thought or it's harder than you thought. 
I don't know. I just, that resonates so much with me in my life right now. And I think it's, it's hard work to keep going, to keep trudging through something that feels like, oh my gosh, is this ever going to end? Or is this ever going to get better? I just think it's, it's hard work. And I admire you guys for sticking with it. Thank you so much. That, that really means a lot to me because there were, there were definitely times where we, I was like, okay, I'm going to set it on fire. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> we're done here. <laughs> we're just going to have a big bonfire and we're going to call this done. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it really is. It means the world to me to hear, um, that kind of encouragement because it, it hasn't been easy and, and it's, it's still not easy a lot of days. So, yeah. um, you know, we, it, it's hard work to, to be a human and yes. to push through. So, yes. um, I just, I'm so grateful for your kindness. Well, this was such a delight. I just love <laughs> chatting with you and it's just so fun to hear your experiences and I cannot wait to continue to follow you guys on your journey. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This has been an honor. Alrighty, that's it for today. I put all of her information in the show notes where you can find her and her husband on Instagram. Go check out her darling Airstream. It is really so cute. Um, If you haven't already seen it, I um, released a blog post last week explaining Beaner Spring, so be sure and check that out. I put the blog name in my um, show notes as well, so go check out that blog post to explain everything because the first installment of Beaner Spring releases next Tuesday. Hope you guys have an awesome week.